As we return after the international break, we've quite a few things to get through this evening. Stoke City away, Millwall away, will it be the usual wars or will we turn the corner? The IEC and Stanley Show making headlines, plus lots of club news. I'm Barry and this is the Progress with Unity podcast. Good intro, Barry. Thank how you. We, how are we doing? All right, yeah. Refreshed after the international break. Yeah, excellent. Uh, old Adam, how are we doing? I've referred to you as old Adam now. Oh, yeah, we've got back to five today, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. I'm not, not too bad. Ready for me, policing football event at Edgehill University. Looking forward to it. Idea. Yeah, tickets still available? Tickets still available, yeah. Free of charge. Any incentives to go? I'm showing it, and there's a free glass of wine. Probably the second is the, the better. <laughs> Um, okay, forward to it though, Adam. Sure good good uh, young Adam, uh, back after suspension. Uh, yeah. You frack out with Paul. Too many other cards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. all the scratches gone. Yeah, yeah. scratches gone. So, and uh, we welcome back Paul to the table after uh, his altercation uh, on the yeah. club, club duty. Yeah. Did you say back to five? Mm. Wasn't that soul to soul? Yeah. Oh, no. Back to five. That back to reality. Yeah. So we just need to start off. There's only the five of us on the table. Ben Foster <coughs> from Wigan Athletic Ladies was due in the studio today. However, he is, um, in his own words, sounds like Paul Cook. Um, he's not not too well. So uh, so we've got Watford, Ben Foster. Uh, so Ben will be on next week, I think. Barry, is have you? Yes, yes, you, yes. Your yes, bookings yes. manager at the minute, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I am. I think so. I believe so. Yeah, he's. Uh, yeah, uh, we decided better if he stayed at home and got himself better. Uh, it's better if you stay this woman going yourself better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's the um the first point out of the way on the agenda. Uh-huh. Start some good some good news then. Um Joffe bagged himself a new deal at the Latix this week. Um five year contract. Yep. Tied himself down to the Latix, uh, he said he's happy here. Um, and what more do you need? That shows real commitment yeah. and uh, shows that he's getting so we'll be 17 when that's expires. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, I, to be fair, I mean, it is a fair point. I mean, you've got a fair while to sign up on another one, but it's still only going to be, what, 22? Yeah, 22. Statement of intent, though. Mm. Mm. Massive statement of intent. Or we can get more money. Prudent. Prudent. Yeah. Yeah. So, really, really good start. And um, what I'm going to move on to next is something that took us, a, I think all of us, a bit by surprise. As it broke earlier this week, IEC's um, change of ownership, should we say, or the, uh, the moving away from the Hong Kong Stock Exchange. Let's go to our legal representative, Adam, for <laughs> some information on this. Adam. <laughs> Thanks for that, Sarah. It's all right. Um, well, it's not my area of expertise, so I know about as much as the listeners, really. All right, so go on. You put your t- give us your take on it. Go on. Show us your reading skills. Um... Well, my understanding is that it's um, it, it's going to be the same connections, but just going into you know moving away from public ownership into <coughs> private ownership. Which, if it's anything like sort of English company law, it will mean that less sort of formalities. Um, so hopefully, make things run a little bit. So is it second us off the Hong Kong stock exchange then? That was my understanding of it. Yeah, yeah. so you can get things done a lot quicker if they want to do stuff. Because actually, we I think we were the first club ever to. 
United turned to PLC, didn't they? But we were actually getting taken over uh, by a PLC, and I think that was one of the reasons why we had all because we had all the, the stock exchange rules over there to. Uh, does th does this leave? I've, I've seen things social uh, on social media about this potentially having an impact, um, and that we could end up in a situation like Birmingham City. What situation of Birmingham City in Simon? For those that don't know. Right. Well, they've had an embargo, haven't they? Um, well, you mean profit and yeah. breach of profit and sustainability rules. Well, what about Leicester City? I've seen a look that we've, you know, we've come out of it. Well, let's look at let's look at the negative side at first, and then mm. let's build to the positive. You know, is there is there a chance that things could go that way? There's a chance with everything that could, you could go that always, way. Always, yeah. I think top of bottom is you don't. Everybody can guess and speculate and. You don't know, there's 23 teams in every division all trying to win it. Not every division. Well, alright. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's Stanley Cho, isn't he? He was, he was the major shareholder plus mm. the man with the money. I mm. think when they took over the club, uh, there was a word of, of our potential, which, you know, fan base and all the rest of it, which is, isn't very large. The only way to make it, any money out of us was to be, get us into the Premier League. Now maybe after a year trying to work stuff out and going through the stock exchange and all the other things and the shareholders, maybe he's decided that you know it's better to come off that away from that model and go to the self ownership like but what Adam says, and he can push us a little bit harder. What's been hampered? Well, we don't know, do we? I don't know. Yeah, well, exactly. I, and I, I and if you're going to sort of believe that's why things have gone the way they've gone. You've kind of almost got to have something in the background, so well, you know, maybe we could have done this a bit easier or that a bit easier. You'd have, you'd have to get some, if you really want it, you'd have to get a corporate lawyer who has understanding in sort of overseas affairs like Hong Kong as well, you know. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's truly it. understand what, exactly what's going on there. So, can we leave that one with you? Two so, is Hong, Hong Kong still, is, is that, I know there's a lot of issues with Hong Kong and China at the moment, but are they under the Chinese, under the law as far as China's concerned? Because isn't there, some sort of ruling what they brought in were he was stopping money going out to foreign football clubs. Mm, yeah, I think, yeah, regulatory red tape, I think maybe was that, yeah. like, that we were just linking that to the pre previous point that I made about it and whether, again, that's not something to do with it. Mm. As I said, I wouldn't have <coughs> certain on that. The thing is, if it wasn't for the reporting rules, I mean, for me, there's two. What's actually come out is a reporting. Re requirement that there's a, a potential deal on the table yeah. that they've been forced to report. Now it might be that that's a done deal because it's the same fella on both sides of the fence or it might be that he's just mentioned, you know, the, the, basically they're reporting something that just doesn't, just falls through. Don't think Dave Wheeler's buying it back again, I think. Yeah, Jamie's forced We could have a song, couldn't we? Stan Choi had a dream to build a football team. Well, it's a bit early, isn't it? I, I, I mean, we've not gone downhill enough for, for him to be trying no, to come no, back. No, no, yeah. no, So, no need to panic. Keep calm, carry on. Well, well you don't always have to panic enough. Well, we said that like, like, all through the period, that 12 month period when we're doing the podcast when obviously we knew that Wheeling intended to sell. You know, there were, there were worries all the way through that process, weren't there? Yeah, but actually in the end, you look at it and say, what's actually really changed? In fact, you know, you'd argue that things have got slightly better, maybe a bit more organised and, you know, a bit commercially more aware, possibly. Telly. Oh, yeah. Big telly. 
but but it's yeah, together so it's a way of uh, commercially because you're not watching the game half of the time is the adverts. Oh, there's always adverts <laughs> in the pitch as well. I mean, I know Wheelands were still club owners, but uh, crucially, allegedly, the money for that pitch came came from from uh, you know from Sta- Stanley and, and his friends. Um, we'll see what happens. Yeah, that's all we can do, can't we? Yeah, yeah you can't. I, I mean, all you can really do is be in a, a position to. Have a jump up and down and shout if need be. Yeah, and we're going to still be in, you know, still under Cook's tenure come uh, Saturday uh, when we travel down to Stoke. Speaking of managers, a certain Mauricio Pochettino has lost his job at uh, Tottenham Hotspur and rapidly replaced with Jose Mourinho. What do managers need to do to keep their jobs? Because that guy last season, Champions League final with Spurs, okay, the 14th in the Premier League now. But obviously, there's no loyalty or no um, nothing given on merit for what you've done. What what do managers need to do to keep the jobs these uh, days? I don't know. I mean, there's got to be something underlying that. I think. There's a few players. That's interesting, isn't it? There's, there's mm. two or three high-profile players who have pretty much spat the dummies out of the seat, aren't they? Eriksson, Vertonghen. There's another one that I can't remember off the top of my head, but the something wasn't right there. So, having everything lined up very quickly as well. Yeah. It, it's, the, the, this, it's almost like yeah, he, it was dotting the I's and crossing the T's on Mourinho. Did, he knew, did Mourinho know it was coming? Because he said uh, that he had his next job lined he, up. Didn't absolutely. A few weeks back. Oh, absolutely, it must have done. Because it was announced at half seven, eight o'clock this morning. Yeah, Harry Redknapp made a, a he, point. He's not, he's not running and... Somebody's phoned him up and he's got dressed quick and gone and signed it. Harry Redknapp made a point that when he was at Spurs, um, he knew that his replacement had been contacted prior to him getting sacked. I thought she was just going to say he knew that Mourinho would come in it. No. He's, uh, no. So, um, yeah, it's a bit of a, a, a shock, I think, um, last night, but where's, yeah. where's the man- how's the managerial merry-go-round going to work? Well, Is I'm, it- well, it's not going to affect us. Sure. <laughs> but you look at a club like United where they built a dynasty, didn't they, through keeping faith with one guy. And um, maybe, you know, Spurs, Spurs have had no success down the years, from from the 60s, when they won the double. They, they've never hit, hit those out. Oh, no, wait, wait, 11 and a half years ago, Barry, they won the League Cup. Yeah, well... They, yeah. So I was having a debate with somebody on yeah, uh, Twitter about it. So, so they're not, like, they're not... Like a Liverpool or an Arsenal were every year they're knocking on the door to win the league. They're not are they? too trigger they're not really trigger happy though, are they? The, the Redknapp had a first spell there, didn't they? Obviously but I think that's Pochettino's had at least four years, has he? Is is that lack of being trigger happy because the expectation is that they finish six, isn't it? You know, they're that sort of team. <coughs> I they thought run. Pochettino turned him into a, a genuine top four club. Yeah. Mm. They're having a bad start. Yeah, because yeah. you, you, you look, last, last year, um, they reached Champions League final. The year before that, they were they were kind of in the running in the three-way race, and then they, they fell off yeah. like three or four yeah. years. The year they got them was that game that back. they were level-pegging with Leicester with about ten games to go. That was their chance, wasn't it? And mm. they just fell away. If you're a, t- a Twitterer, a, t- a tweeter, get yourself on to Latic Sloth and listen to his little... Uh, Video Very good, that, to, yeah. Uh, to Tottenham. Oh, he's uh, yeah, because he, he he made a bit of a crack about the Latics, didn't he, a couple of years back? Yeah. Is it is it because they finally backed him, so they've made like an agreement saying, right, we're going to actually back you with some money. We expect these results. You haven't 
you know, it's November, you haven't, you're very far below our expectation of what we set at the start of the season. It's time to go because they, mm. they, they spent, what, um, was it like 50, 60 million on Lo Celso from Betis? They bought that end on Bele for about 30 million, didn't they? Fulham guy, haven't they? It's, uh, the fullback. Uh, no, not fullback. Is he a fullback? Brian Sessignon. Yeah. Mm. So they've backed, they've backed in this time, you know, mm. that, that's something that. Unless you're in that meeting, you don't know. They, they have. No. I'm guessing there's targets set. Yeah. Stick. So, so he's had money to spend in the summer. He's brought his, his players in. And it's November, and he's only 14th in the table, yeah. so he's out the door. Well, Paul Cook must be shitting himself. <laughs> right then, let's move on to internationals because that's we're in the middle of the well, we're at the end of the international break now, aren't we? And some good success um, on the pitch. Uh, Kiefer Moore. Uh, bagged himself uh, a goal and uh, Wales bagged themselves qualification to Euro 2020. Um, Kiefer Moore did say that it was easier for him to play at Wales, it was harder to play at Wigan because of the, the calibre of player around him. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like a Gareth Bale. Captain, Captain Obvious statement, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah Aaron Ramsey. Ramsey, <laughs> Bale, and Joel Williams. Williams. Yeah. Jacobs. Good point on Joe Williams. Yeah. So, well done to Kiefer. Uh, I know you're an avid listener, um, and hopefully we'll be seeing more of him in Euro let's 2020. Let's hope he keeps on keeping on. Yeah, and let's hope he brings that form into... I mean, obviously, we, I, I've seen how he's played for, for Wales. Yeah. Bring that form into... Um, Not the best at one-on-ones, though, is it? No, no, no. We missed a couple of headers <coughs> last night. There was Forte, he missed a couple of these yeah. chances. Hey, don't start it. knocking him. Listen to this now, Adam. <laughs> on his case. Get off his case. Keith, Keith, that's Adam Pendlebury. <laughs> Old Adam. Um, send your hate to him. David Marshall starred for Scotland. Um, again, their <laughs> qualifications. What, what are we laughing at? Scotland or... Did he play Lithuania? Was it? Kazakhstan, I believe. You'd be good right for tabloids, you know, exaggerated headlines. Sensationalism. Uh, <laughs> Anthony Robinson uh, starred for the USA men's national team under 23s. I think I believe they racked up a 4 1 win in the first game of the game. Yeah. Uh, Sam Smith made his debut oh, for nice. Simru. Did he? Yeah. Um, at the, uh, the weekend. Stop singing now, has he? Yes, yes. Scott Smith. Sorry. Day. Um, it. And England qualified um, for Euro 2020 with a great win over Montenegro, uh, seven goals to nil. And then beating Kosovo with the most lackluster performance I think I've seen for a long time that was a big loving that's all that game yeah it's like yeah you come come and win singing you know all the uh, St George's crosses um, around the ground cheering God save the Queen but it's uh, you love to see it England in another tournament ready to let us down um, next year we're strong though aren't we well, that's we'll the get get England play all yeah, three group games. Get to final by only playing one game away from Wembley. Yeah, England play all three group games at Wembley, so it may as well be an old tournament. Yeah, yeah, and the, w- potentially we've got St Petersburg or Rome, I think. Who's so the final at Wembley? Wembley yeah. semi-finals. Semi-finals at Wembley. Wembley. So, so the quarterfinals could end up seeing England having to travel to like St Petersburg. That's the first right though, isn't it? St Kilda's. They're a decent side though, you can't, mm-hmm. no matter what you say, we might laugh, but they've, they've, mm-hmm. they've done well over the last two or three years. Yeah. And uh, we're just still a bit, still don't have that world class 
centre midfield player. Joe and Williams. And the defence is, and probably goalkeeper, I wouldn't say uh, absolutely. Well, I, th- I think it's a user five side keeper. Five, I do like that. Five minutes yeah. flight, St Petersburg. If you um, uh, look at the England team, I think it's the midfield that's the only uh, area that isn't confirmed, really, isn't it? I think your keeper, you used to go with Pickford, pick you back four. Bar maybe Alexander Arnold, who would probably get replaced by Rhys James. It's your midfield that then is up for up for I the think that's, that's already worked out a spot for Rhys. I could see him just sitting in front of those those two. Out wings position. Uh, yeah, there because I think he could run it. He could run yeah. the game. He's good in the tackle. So Gareth, if you're listening. Southgate Southgate over one right then a bit from the club Uh, loosen away tickets have gone on sale I'm going that one adults £25 over 65s oh not just yet Barry Uh, (laughs) and under 22s uh, £19 under 22s Um, tomorrow night Green lives on uh, we're recording on the 20th tomorrow night Latic Store meet and greet Joe Williams Dijon Sterling and Anthony Pilkington will be down at the stadium uh, from 5.30 signing uh, things I think calendars are 50% off and we're not even in um, well, that 2020 yet no no next year's, next year's calendars so get yourself down there get your uh, autographs and see the world class central midfielder Joe Williams um, so as you know we work with uh, some Facebook pages and some local organisations so Oosh your local driving school sponsor uh, the podcast uh, for all your driving school needs and driving lessons etc but the wheelie good as well the wheelie are good um, and the Wigan Athletic News and Banter page we work with them uh, on Facebook primarily and they've asked us just to say give them a visit because there's a, um, an opportunity for uh, an adult and child to uh, make their way onto the away team dugout bench at Stoke on Saturday and have a photo opportunity so it's just a nice little thing for a trip uh, you know Commemorate your trip down to Stoke. Yeah, talking of Stoke, uh, Wigan Community Trust walking football team are taking two sides down on Saturday yeah, to play. A bit more there than they were. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> playing Stoke City, so uh, if you want to give them a cheer before the game. Three, gives away. Undefeated so far. Yeah. In zero games. Oh, well, three. Played three. Hopefully, it's better form from the Latics than when you played at Preston. Um, yeah. Big shout out to Maiden Wigan on Vital. Um, he was giving us a bit of grief, saying that we'll be eulogising about um, uh, things going on at the club. Um, and it was Loudmouth Blue who basically said, um, "Well, we agree with him. Get down here if you've got an opposing view, because we like to have that element of debate, don't oh, we?" And yeah. the, the podcast was born out of that website. So yeah. So if if you, know. you if you do disagree with what we're saying, drop us a message. Get down here and um, air your views. Yeah. We'll sort you around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right then, bit of controversy today um, on the internet, social media, and it regards pies. Clayton Bakery have become Who? Clayton Bakery have become the pie supplier at the DW Stadium with Wigan Athletic. Um, they're based in Accrington. And they supply pies to Liverpool and Everton football clubs. No Galloways. Mm. What's people's thoughts? Well, it's the it's the business type, isn't it? 
Galloway's beat there. Hey, let's, let's take the logic out of it, Paul. Galloway's let, beat their pies on site. Let's take the logic out of it. I enjoyed my Galloway's pie on here. Yeah, I like that. I like to test them again. Galloway's do uh, a dish. It's a, um, a meat and potato pie with peas and gravy. And it's known around this area as Beach Hill Crack. Because once you've had it, you can't get enough of it. Uh, so absolutely fantastic. We'd like to carry on promoting Galloway's, wouldn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. promote them. Yes, we would. Um, so I will every Saturday. As soon as the week you got something out, it was Aaron's missing. Well, Aaron tucked in um, mm. into them. He'd never had a Galloway's pie, had he? He's never been back since. Yeah. He's only come for the pies. <laughs> I'd muffin man. <coughs> oh, muffin man, yeah, yeah good shout, good shout. So, what, I quite what's like, all, I quite like green Alps, you know, that's... God, what's on that top tier? It's Green Alps' Bolton. Yeah, Green Alps' yeah, Bolton. Yeah, Bolton. God tier, what are we going for, Galloway's? I, I prefer Galloway's, I'd go Galloway's. Galloway's, of course. So, you're, you're muffin man, man, yeah. All the way. And you're oh, green Well, I'm either or. I'm happy with Galloway's, I'm happy with Green Alps' Mm. So I'd like to try claims though. Just yeah, we're, we're, we're willing. The trick is doing a bit of research. The trick is, will they still be moist when they serve them? We'll find out. <laughs> we'll find Cause out because the ones that we had before, <laughs> the last lot we had, were, were always too dry. Let's just say our gallows. It's more like a carry-on <laughs> movie. Every episode of this. Our gallows were nice and moist. Galloway's ones was nice and moist when we had them in the evening. You get them chicken yeah. bolter ones, you used to get a sweater. Nah, chicken, nah, it's got to be standing. Anyway, yeah, we're not, we're not another type of podcast. <laughs> no. We are the Progress with Unity podcast. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> we're going away to Stoke at the weekend. Can't did he tell you we played down there as well? He did, yeah. Down. And you can't beat an away game, can you? It's a weekend. So, over to Adam, uh, with Adam Asks, with Stoke City fan Simon Jenkins. Well, uh, where to start with Stoke uh, since we last spoke back in February? Um, the, the Nathan Jones tenure has just been an absolute disaster for us. Um, he came in, there was a lot of optimism around the appointment when he came in in January. Um, and he was confidently talking about building a team that all the Stoke fans would be proud of. He was saying things like, you know, wait until we've had a transfer window in the summer and a full pre-season and uh, we'll, we'll give you a team that, that you'll be really proud of um, and, and judge me after 10 games of the next season is, is what he said and uh, 10 games into this campaign we were bottom so um, not not great really it, it just didn't work out um, he, he wanted to play this diamond system uh, that's his philosophy but some of the signings in the summer just felt a bit odd. They didn't really fit the diamond system. Odd selection decisions um, early on this season. Um, so it, it just didn't work out really. Um, admittedly, in Jones's defence, a lot of individual errors um, that he was talking about in post-match press conferences did did cost us in games. Uh, the likes of Jack Butland. Um, you know, making significant numbers of errors uh, earlier on this season. But but the performances have been poor, to be honest. We, we've looked very, very open defensively. Um, and it just looked like the players didn't really know how to play in the system that Jones was setting them up in. So uh, the fans liked him. They stayed on side for quite a long time. And we really wanted it to work out, you know, good young up-and-coming manager. But um, it, in the end, uh, we needed to make a change. Which is is what we did just just before the international break. So 
Uh, Michael O'Neill's come in. Uh, I think it's an interesting appointment, actually. Um, he was clearly our second choice, uh, at least, I think. Um, there's a pretty public um, story about the fact we approached Alex Neal at Preston, which I don't, I don't think was ever realistic, really. Um, so we've gone for, for Michael O'Neill. Um, the initial reaction from the, the Stoke fans was, was mixed, I suppose, but um, there was definitely an acknowledgement that he's done a fantastic job with, with Northern Ireland. Um, and there was a great start, uh, well, not a great start for Stoke fans, uh, doing the rounds when we appointed him um, that, that showed that Northern Ireland have won more games than Stoke have in 2019. So uh, uh, good, good for O'Neill's record, not, not good for our record this year. But um, so, so, you know, an acceptance he'd done, done well with the national side, but definitely a nervousness amongst the Stoke faithful about his lack of club management experience. Um, or experience managing in England at all, for that matter, uh, let alone in the championship. So de- definitely a bit of nervousness about that. But um, to be honest, that soon changed after the um, the 4-2 win away at Barnsley just before the international break. Um, we only appointed O'Neill on the Friday and he decided to take charge on the Saturday. So that was a good sign, I think. So, um, I, I, you know, I don't know how much input he was really able to have, but... Uh, it was a good performance, big win for us, needed to win that game. Um, and first time we scored four goals in, in about four years, I think. So um, that, that's got a lot of uh, positivity and optimism behind the appointment now, which is, which is great. Um, and, you know, you hear all these interviews, uh, some of the Northern Ireland players who've worked with him speak really highly of him. Um, and something I always think about international managers is, is they, they tend to be good tacticians, um, because they're not able to work with the players, coach them day in, day out. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely optimistic about the appointment. And, and to be honest, given our current situation and our, our current position in the league, I, I, I see it as a bit of a coup that we've managed to get him, to be honest. Um, looking ahead to this Saturday's game then, um, I mean, we've, we've only seen the one game under O'Neill, but we lined up in a, in a 4-3-3. Uh, formation and it was very much kind of square pegs in square holes, which it, it wasn't always under Nathan Jones. Um, so I'd expect a similar kind of four three three again this weekend. Um, players to watch out for. Quite hard to pick out any standout performers for us so far this season. But uh, if I had to pick a couple, I'd pick Sam Klukas, who seems to be coming good now. Uh, unfortunately, he picked up an injury in the Barnsley game, so I, I don't think he's going to be available. Um, but Lee Gregory's the other one who we signed from Millwall this summer, and he's he's been uh, he's been very good actually so far for us this year. Uh, brings other players into the game really well. So um, you, you may remember him from from Millwall uh, coming to the DW in in years gone by. Um, another one maybe to watch as well is Badu and Dai, who we signed in our relegation season. Really good player, pr- probably capable of, of playing in the in the Premier League. I think. Um, I think everyone, player and Stoke, both expected he'd move on this summer, but uh, a move never materialised. So he's kind of been brought back into the fold now, and uh, I expect he may well play on Saturday. So he's he's one to watch as well. Um, so prediction, I think. Uh, I mean, O'Neill's not had much time to work with the players. He's, he's been away with Northern Ireland during the international break. Um, but definitely a sense of optimism now around the appointment. So uh, I think I'll, I'll go for a, a narrow 2-1 win to Stoke, I think. But but I expect it'll be a tight game. Um, so uh, hope to speak to you again later in the season for, for the return fixture at the, the DW. Um, when fingers crossed, both teams will be a bit further up the league table. 
anyone who's going on Saturday, enjoy the game. So it seems uh, quite positive then about uh, O'Neill. I mean, obviously didn't doesn't have a lot of experience at this uh, at this level. Well, no experience at all at this level, but something a bit different. Um, no mention of Nick Powell. No, there wasn't. Uh, that could be something to do with the fact that I didn't ask the question. Yeah, because well, I've kind of forgotten about him. But also there was no <coughs> response from uh, Simon about him because he'd actually pretty much forgotten that they'd sign him. Signed him because we hadn't seen much of him. Is, uh, he, is he available for Saturday? <laughs> 35 grand a week, I bet. That, uh, the owners haven't forgot they signed him. Yeah. <laughs> so, speaking of Saturday, the guy in charge is Jeff Elkringham from County Durham. He's refereed 11 games, issued 37 year yellows and 2 reds. He last refed us in a 2-2 draw with Forrest last season. Season? Season. Yeah, you give that penalty, didn't it? Last that minute dive. penalty, yeah. Previously we played Stoke 32 times, 1-8, drawn 13, lost 11. Haven't lost against Stoke in the league since a 2-0 defeat in 2008, 2009. Defeat incoming. Well, we did lose the sum in the League Cup, didn't we? Uh, uh, this season. Yeah, but in the league we're not, we're not lost. We have a good record. It usually ends up at two apiece, doesn't it? That's what it mm. always felt like. Or a Figueroa yeah. world. Yeah, two apiece. Barry, oh, uh, well, you want 2-2 uh, then, Desmond? Um, can I see you scoring two goals away from home? Uh, yes, I can. Yeah. I'll go for two apiece, yes. Yeah, you get a programme at the, on Saturday? If they're giving them away, I'll, I'll have a programme. <laughs> OK. Adam? Yeah, I think uh, Sam would say it looks like Lucas is out and he's been a big player for them. Um, he's not spent a lot of time with them, has he, over the last couple of weeks? So I don't think he's going to really be able to sort of stamp his methods on the team as yet. So I think this might still just about be the time to catch them. So yeah. I think we might win 2 1. Adam? Mm, uh, we're playing away, so we'll probably get beat. Um, <coughs> Keep it simple. Yeah, I'm going to keep it simple. Uh, we'll get beat 2 0. Um, I've had 2 0 home win. But, you know, there for a bit of a booze up, a uh, bit of a laugh uh, up the ticks. Are you watching the walking football before? Huh? I won't be. Oh, <laughs> it's a pub. Go on then, Thorpe, you were pulling your face in so, as I went the wrong way around the table. Yeah, no, I've got a question for you, that's fine. When, for you, me? when you talk about figure all worldies, are you talking about goal scorer? Are you talking about crosses that he. Hung up to Roddy Ager on the back stick. Either or. Either as, or. as I think the uh, the quote goes. Yeah. Um, yeah, just get the spirit of that day when we went down. You know, we were relegated half a game before that, weren't we? Yeah. And we still managed to so we'll go there and win. Half so. a minute. 1-0. 1-0. 1 from Paul. Oh, and then Tuesday night we make the trip to the Lions' den. Uh, Adam, over to Adam Asks. Oh, you didn't get one. No, we've had, we've had some communication problems with London. London. London's calling. The election. And yeah. So the referee is Dean Whitestone from Northamptonshire. Mm -hmm. He's refereed 10 games, issued 31 yellows, no reds. And he last refed us away at Fulham in September, which was a 2 0 defeat on a Friday night. Where's ref watch for Stoke? Well, you've had it. It was Jeff Elfringham. Yeah, oh, I was have been paying attention. Yeah. Previously, we played <laughs> Millwall 31 times, won 8, drawn 10, and lost 13 times. In eight meetings since the FA Cup semi-final, we've only won one game last season, uh, losing four and drawing three. Adam, how do you see the game going? We'll get a beat. Same as before. Yeah, pretty simple. We'll get a beat. What score? Yeah. Um. 
I might be positive and go for a 1-0. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Barry. Right, well, we don't win away and we don't win in London. Uh, and that's where we're going to be. It's yeah. that simple, isn't it? Yeah, so I... I and the, Obviously, they've got the new manager bounce as well, and they were Gary Rowett. Yeah. Uh, who, who's up front from the lad? Sam. Um, they got that. Um, Bradshaw. Tom, Tom Bradshaw. Bradshaw and Sam Matt Brother. Smith. Yeah. T- too massive. Uh, Charlie Mulgrew back or not? If Charlie Mulgrew's back, we'll lose 1 0. If he's not, we'll lose 3 0. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Thorpe. Come on. Where's your positivity? Six points, 1 0 again. If these are the two games that if you go back last season these are the two games we, we went to Stoke and 1-3-0 and all got super excited no, I think we'll beat Red we, we, we went to Millwall 1-0 up thinking hey we're off and we really are we're going to challenge for the title and then it all went first you just said we'll beat Luton so these are the bit simple. two no, no, games no, to reverse it I think that's you know it has a League 1 feel I'm going to go with a uh, it doesn't really matter does it a 2-4 away win I'm going for a 2-4 away win I'm going for a scrappy 1-0 win if we win 4-2 I will come to the next week's podcast in a dress yeah again mm. again <laughs> up the, the ticks <laughs> come on for the hundredth time in the row right then anybody fancy a quiz ah go on yeah go on is it, right. is it my age friendly or is it going to be like old people stuff it's a mixture but you should you should get some of the players because they're, they're part uh, right. very much part of the well, last history I'm fully into it then. ok I'm going to work through it um, um, area of the pitch by area of the pitch ok so it's from our last game at Springfield Park when we played Manchester City in the playoff semi-final hmm. I'll be okay. this team yeah. so who's in goal Roy Carroll I looked at Adam then, I thought you might have been able to get that one in. Would you add Roy Carroll? Uh, probably not, actually. No? No. Okay. Uh, back five. Uh, Kevin Sharp. Correct. Colin Greenall. Correct. Um, <laughs> um, Carl Bradshaw. Correct. Do you work Barmer? Correct. One more. Um, Northern Ireland International. Ian Griffiths? No. No, not uh, Gareth no. Griffiths? No. No. No, um, Pat McGibbon. That's what I was thinking of. Pat McGibbon. Yeah. Northern Ireland. Trying to give you a clue. Central two, well, two midfielders. Michael O'Neill. Yep. Um, Irony. R- Rogers? Nope. nope. He'd gone by that. Not reversal, uh, was it? In that no. Game. No. Uh, um, David Lake? No, not no. centre mid. Uh, <laughs> Oh, I'm, still, I'm there in other positions, I. <laughs> They're easy then. For, yeah. Not Scott Green, were it? Nope. No. No, well, he was injured, wasn't he? Or was, was it? Was he injured? Andy Porter? Andy Porter. Oh, that's a cracker, that one. And th- this is the start. Who, who's his best mate? Robbie Williams. Carry on. Oh. This, is, this is the starting lineup, obviously. Yeah. And then who started up top? Barlow. Big sheep. Yeah. Middle. An hour. An hour. On the bench? Scott Green. Correct. Uh, David Law. No. Graham Jones. Graham Jones. Roberto Martinez. No, nope. another David. David Lee. Yeah. I said it before, but I that time. was your Latics. Did we have a keeper? That's the only. Th- no, we had three. Oh, they're, they're the ones who came on. Yeah. Oh, hey, was it all right? A lot quicker than uh, last yeah. time. Yeah. 
Um, anybody got anything else they'd like to bring to the table? I mean, it is full of sweets and mince pies. I think Adam deserves uh, a big round of applause for Andy Porter. I think that was a cracker, that one. Yeah. Former Portville player. He's got to get something right, huh? Yeah, no, that's very good, that. So, if you'd like, you could do a shameless plug as well, now, if you want, for Friday night. Oh, God, yeah, I don't need to overplug it. Oh, well. People might want to tune in at the end. <laughs> so make sure that we go off. Oh, we watching Emmerdale first. Yeah. 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 It's interesting having Adam back because I get we've not had enough negativity. And I like it now. I've changed. The, the uh, have changed. you been shouting at the pod saying you lot are talking rubbish? Um, he doesn't I'm listen to it. I'm playing to the crowd now. I've, we've had some feedback, so I feel like we need that kind of voice. For I think you do. I need think that. I, you definitely. Yeah. You, you need both sides. I mean, yeah. unless I see something different, I've seen enough now to. to You're you a cockeyed. Oh, good question because we've not answered that. That's what I was saying. That's what I was going to. I, are you? Which side of the fence <laughs> are you on? <laughs> and you can count. You know what? I think I would be if there was a credible alternative that shouts out at me and going. Pochettino. You know, oh yeah, we'll bring Pochettino in. Credible. Bring, bring credible. the rude, like rumoured. And bring Bailey. Uh, credible. Yeah. I, I want it to work so badly. I really do. And and there has been moments where you you think you know you, you get in there and it's going to churn and then but I feel like we've said this that like we keep saying it and it's kind of like. Can't do it forever, so I'm, very, I, I'm wavering. Did you got sympathised with my point though about the fact that I don't? I mean, I wasn't here last week, and I don't think I felt worse than at the end of that Brentford game. To be honest, the fact that the, the crowd were booing the bloody six minutes added on when we were losing, yeah, it yeah. Was it all. Well, I, I, well, I think we all we were definitely <laughs> in agreement about that that it was terrible. It oh, I see. I think I think that's the fallout from three games where you really that's what pulled we're it saying, out. Though, but if you actually looked at it as a whole over yeah. the last. Five games. If you put that into one of the five games, the other four we'd played well. Yeah, no, you're but, right. Yeah, but I, I mean, I said, is that a false dawn those games? Well, you'll find out, won't you? Look at, you know, you look at these fixtures coming up. Tune in Saturday. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I, I'm quite patient when it comes to flirting managers because I think everybody just goes, oh, get short, get short, and everybody overreacts too fast. So I am quite patient, but I do think we're in the three or four games to save your career now. One or three games is yeah. gone, isn't it? Stop. Yeah. Stop. But, but, but that's it, exactly. If, if we're, if yeah. we're picking up one point, two, two points, you might just give you a stay of execution. But if you if you pick up one point in the next three games, you, you're getting get, get Frank Barlow back in. Because mm. they're all teams around you, you're not playing any decent mm. teams. And if well, there are games, aren't they? Yeah, two you, away games, though. If you put in them... Three? Decent four, performances. Three of the next four, four games we'll wear. Yeah, if you put in some of them week. decent performances and get some reward, like you should, if we play like we've played against the decent sides against this lot, we, yeah. we should get we should get some points. So about, I mean, Stoke Stoke remained patient, didn't they? To John's got a long run, didn't he? Yeah. At it, yeah, yeah. And yeah. and I don't think the fans really really turned as Simon was saying. They didn't. They, it, it didn't. They turned actually on the previous guy more. Yeah, I, I think our fans are good. they've got that legacy of the long run of poor away form, haven't they? But the or poor away results. What I'm saying with with him was that obviously it's the the honours there, isn't it? I think they've been used to having tended to have long term managers until recently, haven't they? At Stoke, so um, I think they wanted to hold on and thought he was the 
the next big thing. But the difference with us is Jones had never had a proven record in the championship, whereas Cook has got it. You know, he's, I was debating with someone last week about, you know, saying that he can't do it, he's a League One manager. I said, well, he's, he comfortably stayed up. And, yeah. and then the comment back was hardly comfortably. Well, I said, 12 points, 12 points clear in the bottom three for two minutes in the entire season. I'd see that as relative comfort. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, it, it, how many people have kept Wigan in the Championship <coughs> in the last ten years? Ten years. Mm. It's the order in which the games came, isn't it? And the fact that you you got you were clear within the fact that you pick up some good points in the last couple of games to actually leave your twelve clear becomes irrelevant because actually you've achieved your objective with a couple it of games. It is bad how it works, is it? Because we used to under the Martyrs in particular but also to a certain extent other other managers in the Premier League they didn't really kick in until February so we'd had an awful start to the season and then you kick in and by the end of the season it then it, 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 it keeps you positive for a long time at the start of the next season doesn't it because you remember how good we were <laughs> the, it, the previous it, season I, th I think the thing with that is you, you, you kind of like you say there's an expectation that it's going to kick in but if we go back to days of being on vital, of argument after argument of don't worry, it's going to come good, it's going to come good. No, it's not. It's a bag of shit. It's never. You know, we're, we're going down. This fella's taking us down, and that used to be standard week in week out. Then we win three on the bounce, job would be sorted, and they'd all go, yeah, never expected that. Yeah. Okay, anybody got anything else? I'd just say it's not about stopping all this. No, it's about it's progressing. Yeah, yeah. well, you take stopping up this season. It's always well, about. No, the starting season I wanted on. Yeah. Well, you know. certainly Simon did. He predicts us with lead, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. sticking with that. Well, we still can. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think, think it's possible if you put your mind to yeah. it. Uh, finally, I'd just like to say there's um, an what? evening coming up on the 20th of February. Lots of evenings at one uh, <laughs> at the DW Stadium. An evening with Paul Gascoigne, um, <laughs> meal and everything like that. Um, tickets are out now. And I think it might be a nice little thing to get down to. And uh, how much to. is that? It's thirty-five pound starting. Uh, you get a meal, and obviously you get the uh, spend the night with Gaza. He got in the all-time England eleven, didn't he? That voted BBC. Quite right, so plays and games. Yeah. So anything else? No. All right. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Lots of love.